Hi everyone, welcome back to Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne. I'm Joanne. And I'm Kim. So guys, you all know we are currently living in a crazy world, right? We are now in the world of COVID-19 and pretty much every day I would say I feel like there is a new risk factor that is given to us, right? So we've heard about obesity being a risk factor, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, Mm -hmm. and even diabetes, just to name a few. So I thought to myself, you know, this can be so overwhelming trying to keep up with, you know, what's what and the information that is provided with her. And since Kim is a certified diabetes care and education specialist, I thought we could get some insight from her Mm -hmm. on how we can decrease our risks when it comes to diabetes, nutrition, and COVID-19. I'm ready, Joanne. I'm ready. So let's just, you know, I feel like everyone may have this question because we hear that diabetes is, you know, a risk factor, but why is it that diabetes is a risk factor for COVID-19, Kim? So this is actually a very good question. So whatever type of diabetes you have, that may put you at a higher risk for the severity of illnesses in general, including the COVID-19. So when I was actually um, looking at this, um, one of my favorite websites, the American Diabetes Association, they said because someone is diabetic does not necessarily mean compared to the general population that they are at an increased risk. Mm -hmm. The problem is people with diabetes face worse outcomes pertaining to the COVID-19 virus. So people with diabetes in general, if their blood sugar is uncontrolled, they can develop like a whole slew of things. They can develop um, neuropathy, retinopathy, cardiac or heart problems, renal or kidney problems. And this is just naming just a few of the things that they can develop if their blood sugars are not controlled. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And that's only a few, not even like scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. So for the ICU level COVID patients who I've dealt with, who I've come into contact with, I have realized, and I mean this, you know, not just because I've realized it, but speaking with other clinicians, they realized it as well, that renal issues becomes a problem as well as heart and lung issues. So mm-hmm. in the worst case scenario, individuals may develop a condition called ECMO, E-C-M-O. And don't ask me what ECMO stands for, (laughs) y'all. Just know that it is a heart and pulmonary issue. And then on top of that, you can have kidney issues as well. So can you imagine someone that has diabetes who already has cardiac issues, who already has renal issues, and then now they have the COVID-19 virus? Yep. I mean, this, it gets messy, for lack of better words. It, it, it's a lot. It gets messy. So it's going to be very hard to manage all of these things. So additionally, when you have kidney issues and heart issues, it can cause a condition called edema, which is an accumulation of fluid. This is true. And one of the places where fluid can accumulate is in the lungs. Mm -hmm. So we all know that the COVID-19 is a condition that impacts the breathing. That's why people end up on ventilators. Mm -hmm. So if the lungs are impacted, you got the COVID-19, you have diabetes, your renal labs are going up, you have heart problems, it's a whole domino effect here. 
So I can see why the American Diabetes Association said that it it may be a risk, but their problem, their their main concern is that the outcomes are even worse for people that have uncontrolled diabetes. Right. I mean, it's it's just crazy. And you know, these these conditions are conditions that we've talked about for years. Uh, you know, about them being risk factors for other things, just for health in general. So I kind of feel like a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit that being on the healthier end of things is always the best uh-huh. place to be. But I mean, it's not 100% with COVID-19 because we've seen people who, um, you know, their families have said they were the healthiest of people. They worked out all the time and then it ended up you know, they had tragic ending. So it's not 100% on that aspect. So Kim, with diabetes, we know there's type one, and then there's type two. Yes, there is. um, Diabetes mellitus. Is there or are there are they seeing a difference between the two when it comes to the outcomes of COVID-19? Is it worse for those with type one versus type two or vice versa? So that is a very good question. Um, Something that I wanted to say, let me backtrack a bit. So when you were discussing, you know, individuals that are healthy and they develop the COVID-19 and these individuals are still being adversely impacted, Mm -hmm. my whole entire philosophy is it's always best to start with just a healthy body in general. Because if you already have underlying conditions which are uncontrolled, then that increases your likelihood. So just going back to a little bit to type one, type two diabetes, let me define it for the audience, because I know, you know, we have some dietitians out there listening, and we also have some lay people listening, right? So type one diabetes, Mm -hmm. and this is a condition where the cells of the pancreas, which is an organ in your body, the cells are destroyed. And so the body is unable to make insulin. And insulin is what allows glucose to enter the cell and to give you energy. Yeah. Type 2 diabetes is a little different. Type 2 diabetes is uh, it's a disease that develops from your body not using insulin the way that it should. So most mm-hmm. people with type 2 diabetes are said to be insulin resistant. And individuals that do have type 2 diabetes, it used to be called adult onset diabetes. Yeah. But now we're seeing individuals such as children and teenagers developing this type of diabetes because of childhood obesity. So individuals that have type one versus type two diabetes, it's really no different. The issue comes how controlled. Right. And that was my next question for you. If there is a difference between those who are controlled in their diabetes and uncontrolled. So that that's a great question. So the outcomes are, of course, you know, if the individual has, you know, their diabetes under wrap, under lock. Then, you know, they're not, they don't have that retinopathy and they don't have the renal disease and they don't have the cardiac issues compared to someone whose blood sugar is high all of the time. Mm-hmm. So an individual who has the uncontrolled diabetes, they're putting themselves at a higher mm-hmm. risk because with the COVID-19, you develop a condition called sepsis. So mm-hmm. sepsis is a blood condition. Um, it's an infection where it causes your body to have a high blood sugar. That's just a side effect of sepsis. So Mm -hmm. can you imagine for someone who has uncontrolled diabetes, they already have high blood sugars, but then on top of that, Mm -hmm. their sepsis occurs and then blood sugar goes even higher and higher. So when the blood sugars continue to go higher and higher, 
they put themselves at the risk for developing DKA, which is diabetic ketoacidosis. And we, we may address that a little later. So just hold on to that thought. <laughs> Versus someone who has their blood sugar under wrap, someone who is able to be given a certain amount of insulin or a certain amount of medication to offset the negativity of mm-hmm. whatever ramifications may be occurring in the body. So really with type 1 versus type 2 diabetes, it's not a matter of, oh, I have type 1, so I'm more likely to get sick, or, oh, I have type 2, so I'm a-okay. For that condition, just lumping diabetes as a whole, it's really how well are you managing your blood sugars? Are you checking your numbers? Are you taking your insulin? Are you eating the correct foods? Are you exercising? Are you doing things that can negate elevated blood sugars, such as getting adequate rest, rest? Mm helps to control blood sugars as well. Those are facts. So it's a whole conglomeration of things. So I don't want people to think, you know, listening to us that we're saying that, you know, oh, you know, you're safe if you have this type. No, even if you have gestational diabetes, because there's a lot of pregnant women now, how well are you managing? Yeah. How well are you managing your diabetes? Because anything can easily tear down the body and make it more susceptible to disease and illness. Right. And I feel I, you broke it down so well and informed the folks because I feel like we hear about diabetes, diabetes, diabetes being a risk factor and people get freaked out like, oh, my goodness, right. I have prediabetes or right, my exactly. numbers are this or, you know, I have a. Um, genetic predisposition to it like does you know people get really freaked out especially during these times and it's really good to know this information so well um, as you've put it so well so with that being said what are the signs and symptoms that people with diabetes should be watching out for so this is another great great question and I'm just going to you guys may want to get your pens and papers so the first thing is signs and symptoms Check your glucose readings. Um, You want to see, are they gradually trending upwards? And if they are gradually trending upwards, what is the reason for that? Um, Are you on your period? Did you just stop your period? Because they can have hypo and hyperglycemic impacts depending on your hormone levels, y'all. So really figure out if your glucose levels, your blood sugar levels are trending, why is that? I don't think I knew that. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Um, The second thing is if your glucose levels are trending, you need to check your ketones. So ketones are basically chemicals that your liver makes and your body produces them when you do not have enough insulin um, in your body to turn blood sugar or glucose into energy. Mm -hmm. So what I like to tell people and, you know, the the research on here varies. So if your blood sugar is between or anything greater than 240, some people say greater than 300, but greater than 240, more than two times in a row, you need to check your your ketones. The reason for that is your body may not, you may not be giving your body enough insulin. Individuals with type 1 diabetes are more likely to develop ketones, but that does not mean that individuals with type 2 diabetes don't develop ketones as well. So case in point, if your insulin pump stops working all of a sudden, because it can stop working for a lot of reasons, it can be hot and it malfunctions. You can be at a higher elevation and it malfunctions. Um, You could sometimes, the needle gets dislodged. So your body's not getting enough insulin. So this can cause ketones to develop. And when ketones develop, you go into something called diabetic ketoacidosis, 
which is a complication that throws your electrolytes off. It can send you into a coma and kill you in worst case scenarios. Um, The next thing to do as well, especially seeing that we are in the hotter months, is to keep track of your fluid consumption. Ask yourself these questions. Are you thirstier than normal? Are you drinking more fluids? And if so, all of this could be a sign of high blood sugars and dehydration. When you're dehydrated, your blood becomes more concentrated. It becomes more thick. And when it becomes more thick, it has more sugar in it. Yeah. So when it has more sugar in it, you need a little bit more insulin. And then if you're seeing all of these things, um, I would highly recommend contacting your primary care provider to get yourself tested to see if you have DKA or even if you do have the virus. Because when you're going, if you do have the COVID-19, which is not a death sentence, COVID-19 is not a death sentence, y'all. This is true. But if you do have the COVID-19 and you're already going in there with your blood sugars being thrown off, then you're just complicating the care of the medical provider and the whole entire medical team, which is looking after you. And then also additionally, there's like, you know, those traditional signs of having the COVID-19, difficulty breathing, shortness of breath, confusion, right. chest pain, etc. Right. And this is when basically your an interdisciplinary team would be in place. You know, you'd have mm-hmm. your dietitian and your medical, you know, doctor, your pulmonologist and all that in place to help with how, you know, the treatments. And I'm, I'm sure whatever, whomever has the knowledge that they can get into the room to help is what's going on right now. I'm not in the clinical world, uh, I guess in the acute clinical world as Kim is. So you, you've seen a little bit more, you've seen a lot more, not a little bit more, a lot more than I have when it comes to COVID-19 um, in the hospitals, cause I'm in long-term care and I'm remote right now because Mm. Um, they're all sheltering, you know, they have shelter in place mandates for them here in Georgia. So those who don't actually need to be hands on with the elder don't need to be there. So I'm working remotely. So you seen a little bit more than I have when it comes to COVID-19 and what's, you know, how treatments are being done Mm -hmm. with these, with everyone. And so, like you said, it's not a death sentence. And I know we have a lot of tragedies that have occurred where people have passed, because of COVID-19, but for the majority, it's not a death sentence. And the goal here, as with, as it always is, is to have your blood sugars under control, exactly. whether COVID-19 was around exactly. or not. Correct. And, you know, another thing as well that I did want to say, I know initially when this whole entire COVID-19 thing occurred, I went to Walmart. What was I looking for? I don't remember what I was looking for. That's not important. But <laughs> <laughs> I went near the pharmacy aisle And I realized like a whole bunch of test strips were missing and a whole bunch of glucometers were missing. Like people were just buying up stuff from the shelves. And I honestly thought to myself, well, you know what? That's a good move because Mm -hmm. you don't know what's what's going to happen, especially, you know, me and you, Joanne, we live in the South and it's hurricane season. Can you imagine, you know, you're preparing for a hurricane and you're social distancing, but you still need your supplies. You still need your stuff. Mm-hmm. So I know that there was a shortage, but now I think everything has calmed down a little bit, but it doesn't hurt to have a few extra supplies on hand. That's a really good idea. I mean, with everything, with any kind of, um, you know, medication that anyone is dependent on yeah the recommendation even from the very beginning was to have like a 30 day 60 day stash 
of whatever. Because we've even had this conversation, Kim, about, Kim, about um, uh, tube feeding formulas being out. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my facilities right. contacted me regarding um, a formula being unavailable and what to substitute. So there's shortages everywhere. Exactly. And it, it's scary. It really is. Because I consider... You know, on one of my YouTube videos, I have how to prepare, um, how to prepare for hurricane season, which can actually be taken mm-hmm. as any type of disaster. So I think the COVID-19, mm-hmm. I would classify that as a uh, natural disaster. I think that's what our president, didn't he classify all 50 something states under disaster? Right. Something like that. There's a yeah. name for it. So, I mean, for those of you who are listening to this and you may have diabetes or know someone that has diabetes, because diabetes is very rampant. Yeah. Um. Get get your supplies together. Yeah. Really do because you never know what can happen next week. I mean, we're not here fear mongering. Right. I don't think preparation has anything to do with fear fear mongering. Yeah. It's always wise to prepare, and I think this information that you've provided everyone is excellent because I feel like knowledge for me when I know. I'm less fearful. So if you know what's going on and what you should do, as Kim has explained, you know, I hope this has decreased some of the fears that you may have when you see them talking about all these different risk factors and how diabetes is one of them, you know, when it comes to outcomes in COVID-19. So I really hope this was really informational for you guys and that um, you wrote stuff down like kim said wrote stuff down and are gonna implement them yeah definitely and something else that i did want to say as well you know i know that the american diabetes association says that the outcomes they're more concerned not necessarily about the risk but that their outcomes are greater Mm -hmm. because people with diabetes if it's uncontrolled develop like the retinopathy and the cardiac and the kidney problems like i mentioned but at the same time you know we know as black people that we have a risk of getting diabetes. If you are obese, there's a risk of getting diabetes. But the negative, quote unquote, I'm throwing up air quotes now, guys, the negative outcomes of having diabetes, you don't you don't have to be part of that statistic to say you're going to develop neuropathy and retinopathy and renal problems and cardiac problems. It's all about how do you manage your health? Do you put your health first? Are you doing everything in your power to eat right, to exercise, to make wise, wise food choices? So it's really about empowering yourselves and empowering the people surrounding mm-hmm. you and also in your community to make sure that you have everything on the lock. And I mean, this is information mm-hmm. that Joanna and I tell our patients all the time. The healthcare mm-hmm. providers have their role. Doctors, dietitians, nurses, uh, physical therapists, etc. But you drive the bus. When I have a patient that tells me they don't know what insulin they're on, mm-hmm. I try them. I honestly do. Because I need them to understand how important it is that they know what medications they are on. Right. And not to put their responsibility of their health on the dietitian, on the nurse, on the doctor. It's on you. Totally agree. I am in total agreement with that. I tell my patients that all the time. Like I can preach you and teach you, but I don't live with you. I'm not cooking for you. <laughs> I don't know, you know, where you purchase, you know, your medications and whatnot. At the end of the day, you are the driver here. You are the one mm-hmm. that is in charge of your health. So you need to know, you need to know what's going on. And, you know, if the, if it's your child, you know, it's a dependent you need to know right. what's going on in that dependent's life. 
and not just walk into the doctor's office or walk into your dietitian's office and just expect them to reiterate everything to you or to know what's going on yeah, with agree. your life or with your child's life, your dependent's life or whatnot. Yeah, well stated, Joanne. Oh, I was going to say, as Kim said, you know, the, the takeaway here, we're not saying, and the, the research is not saying that having diabetes makes you more likely to get COVID-19. It's the outcomes that's the issue. When you have diabetes, right. the outcomes we're showing to be more severe. It's not that if you have diabetes... Oh my goodness, now I'm going to have COVID-19. And something else that I wanted to encourage our listeners to do is if you need help, especially when it comes to food and nutrition, don't be afraid to reach out to a dietitian. Joanne and I are dietitians. I think we said in season one and in season two how you can find us. I don't think we've said it here yet. So Joanne, let the people know, like, what's your website? How can they reach out to you if they want to... Um, schedule an appointment with you. Yeah. So my website is wonderfullynutritious.com. And on my website, I have several forms on there for people to be able to reach me. So you can go under my service services link at the bottom of the page. There's an initial assessment form that you can fill out that will tell me that you are interested. You can always um, go to Wonderfully Nutritious on Instagram and DM me there or you can email me at joanne at wonderfullynutritious.com. And um, I'm pretty good with replying back real quickly. So that's one of, one of the few ways and best ways that you can contact me. And then for myself, I'm kimrosedietitian.com. I'm the same thing on YouTube as well as Instagram. Um, just like Joanne, I have some forms that I want you guys to fill out as well. And I wanted to say we're all about empowerment, inclusivity, mm-hmm and also knowledge. So that yeah. that is the whole entire goal. It should be when you're meeting with any healthcare provider, they should empower you, they should be inclusive, and they should drop knowledge on you so that you can take it and apply it to your health. So mm-hmm. especially now during this time, Joanne and I are um, seeing virtual patients because I know it's hard getting and saying, you know, I'm gonna make an appointment with a dietitian, especially you don't wanna be around the hospital settings. So reach out to us. If you have a family member, reach out to us. So we are going to make this thing realistic for you guys. All right, guys. So this is the truth about um, diabetes and the COVID-19 virus. If you guys have any questions that you would like to ask Joanne or myself, you have our websites. You can contact us via any, well, actually the Instagram platform and also through our website. And, you know, we definitely wish you guys health and prosperity and safety during this time because it seems like the COVID-19 virus will be with us for a little more than we would like. But with that, remember to rate and review our podcast and also share our podcast, guys, because the information, the knowledge that we're dropping on this podcast is not meant to be you know, just use for yourself, share it and empower other people and also be inclusive, include them in um, their health and wellness journey. We try to make our stuff very inclusive for, for black and brown people. Well, thank you for listening. And I've said a mouthful. So bye guys. (laughs) Bye guys.